2: Your Soul with host Donna Kendall is a show dedicated to you
0: learning how to live your life asking yourself, does it ignite my soul? Imagine having unwavering confidence, knowing, clarity, connecting to your soul's compass and taking bold action to create a life that answers your soul's craving. What if you could tap into the incredible love and power within your heart, your soul, and it changes what you see, experience, accept, and become. So please welcome the host of Ignite Your Soul, Donna Kendall.
2: Hello, everyone. Donna. Donna Kendall here with Ignite Your Soul, coming to you live on the Bold Brave TV network. And uh, you know, another fun and exciting show planned for you. you know i do have a guest and there is when you're on this journey there comes a point when you just start to get aligned with that that people that have gone on different um and i'm going to say similar only because uh you'll see when we get into this conversation that you know there's some patterns that kind of come out of this that they're they're not cookie cutter by any means but you know, there's a process that, that we go through, um, when we're ready to awaken and, and go down this deep into this journey. And, um, you know, I've been fortunate enough to, to have people around me that just support the place where I am. And, um, you know, David is one of those individuals that, that we just, we just align in conversation and you're going to see Just how interesting and uh, his journey is, and how all this really comes together in in this plan called life, Um, and uh, not always a plan, but uh, there must be a master plan somewhere. So with that, I'm going to introduce Dave Ranch to the show, and you know we don't have a conversation queued up. We are just going to. Go with the flow.
3: <laughs> thank you for having me on your show, Nana.
2: Yeah. Thank you, David. It's so good to have you here and uh, just to go into this conversation. So, you know, we, um, as, as we go down this journey, we do find that there's individuals that go through a similar process. If similar is only meaning something happens in your life. And it, it wakes you up, it wakes you up to really what's real and what's going on. And, and that happened to you as well. So tell us a little bit about, uh, your journey and how you got here.
3: Uh, well, I grew up very great childhood, uh, loved by my parents who were affluent, educated me. I had everything that life could offer as a young person. I uh, met uh, my wife in 1982, actually 1980 in Denver, Colorado. And we started a journey together and we had three daughters. And in 1998, She passed away suddenly, and uh, that was the beginning of uh, what you would have said, that was the beginning of my awakening.
2: Yeah,
3: And uh, so I surrendered to a higher power in my mind, and I started talking to it, and I started saying, you have to take over, because this character... Can't do. I can't deal with this. And, really
2: quick, uh, David. So w- w- when you even say higher power in a in a situation like that, where do you think that came from? Just just saying, I need to talk to something beyond me.
3: So I was raised uh, in a going to Episcopal church, and so I had a lot of Sunday school. And it was like, you're being told this. You're being told about, you know, um, religion, I guess. And um, when this event happened to me, I just broke. And I had nowhere to go. I felt like I did not trust my way of thinking. I did not trust anything in this world. And I wanted to go, too. Uh, It was difficult. You know, my wife uh, was sickly, and uh, we were always cash poor. In those days, insurance, you had to pay the doctor bill, and then you got reimbursed from the insurance, and it took forever. And it was just, you know, it was not a... We, we loved each other. We loved our children, but it was not a fun time. And when that happened, it was shocking. I had never seen, I'd never seen a dead body before. So what happened, it was a total breakdown in my mind of, I didn't know what to do. I was totally lost. And I totally, in my mind, I, my friends had taken me to a hotel got us out of the house. I'm in this hotel. I'm in bed with my three daughters in a hotel, and I'm in shock.
2: Yeah, I and imagine. I didn't okay.
3: So the thing is, is what I'm going to say is, is that it was the worst thing that ever happened to me. And I never would have asked for God's help if that hadn't happened. And I wouldn't have totally had the willingness, the desire to just let go. And so I started talking to, in my own head, imagining that I'm talking to God. And I said, if you help me take care of these girls, first of all, I didn't ask. I said, you're taking care of them, you're raising them, I'm going to give you all the credit, I'm going to, everyone if they make it you did it I didn't and um, so um, I said I'll stay out of your way and if anything shows up in my life I know that you are sending me help I will resonate with whatever you send me I mean what if I resonate with it I will do it so people would hand me books people would show up and give me messages Tremendous synchronicities, tremendous synchronicities, like coincidence. There's no way it was a coincidence. And there was an event that happened where I just knew I was being talked to by this higher power that I had made up in my mind. And so now I know that I have a kind of faith because I've seen it in my own mind.
2: Yeah.
3: I've experienced it in my own mind. And I started reading all the books that were handed to me, going all to the seminars, the personal growth and development, doing everything that was set. Because I promised, in my mind, I promised to this higher power that I would do as I was instructed, you know. So there was a day that I'm, I'm, I'm walking on hot coals with Tony Robbins. Well, I never would have done that, you know. <laughs> I studied A Course in Miracles for 25 years. You know, I've studied conversations with God and read all kinds of books, learned all kinds of meditation. And at one point, I became a hypnotherapist. I learned all about hypnosis. And yeah, it's been quite the journey, you know. And um, along the way, I met people like you synchronicitously. It's like God sends these, I would ask. God, for help, tell me somebody, send me teachers. And and I got all these incredible uh, high-minded teachers. And now this isn't a religious church thing. This was what showed up in in my life. And I learned that I could actually create my life and communicate with this higher power in my mind, and things would show up not always the way i wanted him to it was not an easy journey but i began to have a kind of faith this is all happening for me everything was happening for me and it was um, that is quite a gift when you realize that you've come here not for it to be easy but that your soul is going to grow from all the experiences your guides, angel, God, whatever it is, is going to send you on a path and it's going to send you everything is for your growth, evolution, awakening. I don't even know what vocabulary words to use. Yeah. And, uh, so I've learned many, many modalities. I learned, I taught my three girls, how to manifest. They've created their lives. They're all successful. I give total credit to this higher power that I believe is in all of us and that I believe that all of this that is happening for us, is all happening for us in our soul's development and growth.
2: Yeah.
3: um, You know, in a sense, I just have learned a lot that I have this real faith in this real knowing of how to be. And um, I told in that prayer that night, I told God, I said, if you get me through this and you need my help to help others, I'm there. And so what has happened is, is people have been sent to me, other guys who've lost their wives with kids, and I just have a knowing how to talk to them.
2: Yeah.
3: And, you know, I just, it, it's the way amazing to me, the way the universe just shows up for me. It's synchronicities are happening to me all the time. And um, I, 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 can't, I can't have imagined what I would have been like if this hadn't happened. In your I mean, life, yeah. A lot of things that the old David would have thought, this is ridiculous. This is crazy. I, this, I, I never would have done it. I, I give away bracelets to say I love you and thank you on them, and I have amazing conversations with people on the street that just come up to me and 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 it's it's amazing. Yeah. So
2: I have a couple questions that I want to dig into, Um, going back in your history. So that had to be—I can't even imagine. You know, I've gone, uh, I've experienced death as well, Um, not my own, but you know, someone very (laughs) close to me, my mother. I guess that's something
3: that you can do now.
2: Yeah, I know, I know. That's really big. (laughs) Yeah, that that, another whole conversation that that uh, that we could have, but. Um, so incredibly hard, uh, what, at what point, because there's a, there's a lot of healing in that process as well. There's a lot of uncovering who you really are, uncovering, um, some clarity in your life and, and just that knowing how long of you going through this process. Do you feel like, it was before you gained that perspective that these, these things that are happening are happening for me. I mean, you don't have to get exact. I'm just saying like, you know, how long, cause I know my journey and it was quite long, right?
3: What I want to say is, is that from day one, my awareness was increasing, ever increasing awareness. And what is awareness, I'm not really sure what to say, but I started to know things. I started to experience knowing. I started to experience true compassion. I started to experience true faith, where I think a lot of times people, do they really have the faith? Has it really been tested I really was tested many times and I really have an internal faith and my awareness has been growing all the time and I get inner prompts to do things like you know I had an inner prompt you know from watching a video that I could become a hypnotherapist and then all these synchronicities the universal line the next thing you know I'm talking to a friend who's talking to a friend and the school that I went to that the head teacher is teaching a course in miracles. And with that, I just knew it was like a synchronicity. I knew, so I'm continually getting these synchronicities. My awareness is continually growing. And when, when somebody asks me, well, when did this happen or when I,
2: yeah. yeah. So you, you actually had that synchronicity. And what's also interesting about your story, is that you had, um, you had some connection and I too, you know, I grew up in a uh, Catholic school, went to Catholic school was very involved in the Catholic church. And when, you know, the experience happened to me, I did the opposite. I was like there, you, you know, how could you do this? while well, I was a lot younger. I'm coming from a child perspective. But it was it was it took me a long time to come back to making that connection um, and creating the connection for myself, not what I felt like I learned as a child. So I find it interesting that that's the first place that you went was this connection. Um, is it is it your background and faith that you think created that, or are you just? I can't imagine there was, you know, you you felt like you had too many places to turn. I was
3: always always a questioner. Uh, My wife and I would go on dates and we didn't have a lot of money. We'd go to a bookstore, you know, in those days. We'd go to a bookstore. And I would always find myself, I would find myself in the business section and the metaphysical section, the spiritual section. And I would be interested in in this, and uh, I remember, I'm going to remember her name in a minute, but she did automatic writing and she told stories of the, so it wasn't like I was a newbie yeah. sort of, but, and I would read like books on it, but I really didn't own it. What this event happening made me own it. It yeah. made me, it was like, I was being guided After my surrender, I was being guided and shown things that, um, so, and, and, you know, what you said about what happened with you, whatever happened with you, you were a lot younger. This happened to my girls. They were were ten, nine, and 3. Yes. And, And in many ways, they're still dealing with it even though they I've shared with them everything that I've learned and they've created incredible lives for themselves yeah. they still are finding things out about their evolution and they're doing a lot of work on themselves yeah you know, I sent them to I sent them to, to to Tony Robbins and I sent them to Landmark Education and I and I, they read a lot of the books that I was reading, and uh, they would listen to me talk all the time. Um, so I understand, you know, we're all going through this in different ways, but it's all similar, right? We're all growing, we're all here to evolve, and it's not going to be an easy path. Yeah, we did not come to learn here by having it easy, and what yeah. I. What I've learned is I have a faith that all these things that happen to me are happening for me and that I don't like them when they're happening. It's like, please, God, don't give me any more lessons. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know in a sense I have guides and they are guiding me And they are giving me challenges to help me grow. I know everything's happening for my good. And I know that, you know, I've, I've, I, I decided at one point in my life, I was going to be a real estate millionaire and I bought all these rental properties and then I lost everything in 2007,
2: 2008, went
3: broke. And that was for my greatest good. I didn't realize that at the time, but I had already been through the worst, so it helped me, it helped me to go, to go through that, and I have a deeper understanding and compassion for people that I never would have had, I understand we don't know what anybody is going through in their life. Oh, we my don't God, know what, what don't conditioning understand. they have. And for us to decide and judge when we yeah. don't know what they've been through.
2: Well, and not only what they've been through, you know, there's two aspects to that is from a soul level and what, you know, that soul's gone through and what that soul's learning to do in this life. You don't know. What each soul from another is, but also um, we're all in this human experience, and we tend to create this environment in our heads sometimes that isn't good. And it, you know, it it really is there's two aspects I always think there's a soul aspect and the physical aspect, and um, they are related, but you really don't know what. What someone is going through, and and should you, and should you, you know, have to know what they're going through, other than if someone's in pain, to show kindness and compassion um, for another person.
3: You know, I, I'm going to say this: the reason this is a gift is because I was taught how things work. I was taught when you speak, you are creating your world. So watch what you say when you think, don't put your mind on things that you don't want. I did notice that I liked and was entertained by superhero movies and revenge, oh, yeah, I like and, and revenge movies. I love the Count of Monte Cristo oh. and you know, What kind of thinking is that, that I want to see revenge? But that's the way my conditioning was. And now I realize that what I speak, what I think, what I put my focus on, I'm going to be creating my life. And I taught this to my girls and I tell it to my girlfriend. And so every time I go off the rails, they're there to remind me, you know, Dad, Dave, you ain't being who you say, (laughs) you know, but we we all doing this we all are doing this but it's like when you realize that whatever you say the universe says okay you stop saying some of those things that you used to you stop saying oh if I eat this it's gonna make me sick no don't say that my body can handle everything Everything I put in my body, my body knows exactly what to do with. Yeah. And I I just this is an awareness that I was given. And what the thing is is amazing is, is that I knew when we were doing this show that that I could sit here and talk all kinds of great stuff. And you know what? Anybody who's watching this show the next day, they're not gonna remember a thing. Yeah. I know that I had a gift that I was like, my slate was wiped clean with my tragedy. It, It created something different for me. You know, it created something different that I could actually start to listen with different ears. I could start to see things differently. And I would go to Course in Miracles classes and that's one of the main tenets. You could see it another way. And when you see it another way, you want to see it that makes you feel uplifted, you know. And a lot of times people can't understand that by always looking for gratitude, always looking for what is the good that's coming from this. So what is the good of of the bad? Sometimes it's hard to see. It really is, especially in the world today. I mean, I've been hooked many times recently about all the bad that's happening.
2: Yeah. So tell me, who was the the David before, and what do you what do you get from this life of as lessons that that you feel like you needed to awaken to? So for me, you know, I feel mine has really been self love of coming back and re- realizing that the love is within you this is this is where the love is when you have the love here you see the love in everything and everyone but i wasn't like that before i i lived a lot of my life um, looking outside of myself for validation love acceptance whatever that was um, and totally ignoring that there was anything here inside so for me it was so love so for you um, who was the David before that needed to take this journey?
3: So, the David before was a character that didn't know that he was a character. A
2: character, yeah.
3: I mean, I was, uh, I, we're, we're all avatars, right? But we say I. And we think who we are. We say, to P, we say to each other, who I am is somebody who thinks this way or somebody who thinks that way. You know, uh, Amy was raised Jewish. so She says, I'm Jewish. You know what I mean? I don't go around saying I'm Episcopalian, but I mean, it was, <laughs> I, I guess they could have. But, uh, you know, we, we make up these identities. Yeah. So I was an identity and I thought that's who I was. And now I know that we all have same God energy within us. We all have different bodies. It appears we're separate. We're raised with this conditioning of our mind of who we think we are, what's right, what's wrong, what's good, what's bad, what's tall, what's short, what's fat, what's skinny, what's black, what's white. A world of contrast, and we are indoctrinated into that world and come up with this persona, identity, identity, this is who I think I am so now I know I'm not that ultimately I know I'm something so much more magnificent come here wear this body and experience what I experience to grow and evolve but when I say well I'm 6'4 I still got my hair I uh, I went to college. I have all these things you could say. That's who I am. It's nonsense. It's like who you are is so much more magnificent than you can ever imagine. And you came here to this illusionary video game, whatever you want to call this. Yeah. yeah. And you came here to learn and experience and have your soul grow. So who was I before? Somebody that didn't know that. Somebody that didn't know thought, well, I'm this. I remember growing up, I always felt like I'm unattractive. I had acne. I was tall. I had like this curly hair that was unruly. (laughs) I didn't look like Burt Reynolds, you know? I wanted to be cool like Burt Reynolds, yeah. One of my nicknames was Doofy or Koo Goofy. You know what I mean? Alfred E. Newman. They, and I had these nicknames that humiliated me. And along my travels, I learned that I had lived my life to be humiliated. I would put myself in humiliating situations all the time. Wow. Some of the work that I did on myself with a personal coach was... Now I'm honored wherever I go. And I just say that mentally. I'm honored wherever I go. Holy cow, the world starts honoring me. Instead of making myself be sort of a humiliated fool. Yeah. Know, all just from setting an intention. So this is just like the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. It is It is so interesting. I, You know, how much of that when we're before we get into this work that those labels those things that we keep thinking that we are and how you know they continue to show up in our life because that I mean we don't realize that we're creating that yes Um, that was just like it just you know i don't know when i realized that but i just it it really when i got it when i really got it it just like blew my mind i'm like really (laughs) Cause you want to blame it on other things. And then you come back and you realize not only is love and your magnificence here, everything is here. Everything is here. Whatever you say, whatever you do, whatever you create, whatever you experience, it's something that is you're giving out that, that you're creating that reality. I know it is.
3: There's so a great line in The course in miracles. And it goes something like this, the per what we're here to do is remove the blocks to loves presence. You already are love. Yes. We've created all all these barriers to its presence. Yeah. We've created lack. Oh, we don't have enough. Oh, we created bad health. Oh, we, this is all from intention. Yeah. You know, in, in conversations with God, God says, all illness, all illness, he says it like five times, all illness is created in the mind first. And a lot of times, what you're creating your illness for is to get loving attention. And you don't mean to get so sick, but you create it to get this loving attention. And when you start to learn all of this stuff, this is what I call awakening. This is what I call awareness right. when I had started to get awareness that I had created my whole life and all of its you know um, things that I judged to be bad I was creating it all. and yeah. that to me when you realize that you're doing it by what you think and say and choose that um, that when you realize that is or that is, an, that is awakening. And I wish for humanity to awaken. And that's what I'm working for. And I understand when I start to talk to some people and it's like wall goes up.
2: Yeah. Warning. Warning. No,
3: don't listen to this. That's, you know, it's, it's nonsense. This goes against what I was taught. No, I let them be. But yeah. I have tremendous more people in the last 20 years. It's uh, coming out of the woodwork. They're starting to see. They're starting to open. And yeah. uh, what's amazing for me is that I have people come up to me. They come up to me. And they start asking me these profound questions. And it's like, it's not the answers from me. It's like in that moment, spirit comes through me. And I just say from that, where does yeah. that come from? I It's not me. It's I'm removing the blocks to love's presence. I walk around all day saying, I love you, thank you. I love you, thank you. Everything is alive. Everything has consciousness. I love you, thank you. I love you, thank you. What happens? My awareness grows. I start to see things in a whole new way. Uh, and I wish this for, I wish for nobody to go through what I went through, but everybody to get what I got.
2: I love that. I I really love that. Yeah. For, uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, there, there's, there's things that happen in our lives and if we could, we could go through that, um, or we could go through life life's never going to be without bumps, but there, when you get some of these tools, um, the sooner that you realize that life is happening for you, then that it doesn't, um, doesn't make the situation any, any different as far as a situation, but you can, you, you, your perspective of it changes. And then when your perspective of it changes, the way that you handle it changes and, um, all right, so we're going we're gonna to head off to a quick commercial break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to continue this conversation. So I am Donna here with David Ranch coming to you with Ignite Your Soul from the Big Bold Brave TV Network. And we will see you soon. A couple minutes. See you
1: all. What if there were a super tiny device that could diagnose the brain and is smaller than a single human hair? What if you could see inside the brain to help an epilepsy patient during surgery or to help the fight against Parkinson's disease? EasySense.com and learn how with your help we can fight these horrific brain disorders that's EasySense.com to learn more and help support the broderick foundation author radio show host and coach john m hawkins reveals strategies to help gain perspective build confidence find clarity achieve goals john m hawkins new book coached to greatness unlock your full potential with limitless growth published by iUniverse. universe hawkins reveals strategies to help readers accomplish more he believes the book can coach them to greatness hawkins says that the best athletes get to the top of their sport with the help of coaches mentors and others he shares guidance that helps readers reflect on what motivates them we discover and assess their core values, philosophies, and competencies. Find settings that allow them to be the most productive and track their progress towards accomplishing goals. Listen to John Hawkins' My Strategy, Saturdays, 1 p.m. Eastern on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio.
2: Hey, everybody, welcome back. Donna here with David Resch with Ignite Your Soul on the Bold Brave TV network. So, David, um, before uh, we went off, there, there was this question that I did want to run by you um, and see your perspective and your thoughts. So I grew up Catholic. I uh, went to Catholic school. My mother was, uh, before she had children, she was planning to be a nun. Uh, So I, a lot of her friends were nuns and we would go to where I went to school to the priest and we would have dinner. We would go on vacation and sometimes stay with the nuns. It was very, you know, very much in that Catholic uh, religion. And, um, you know, there was just something about it that of course, as a kid, you're probably not fully developed into, you know, that, that belief and faith and stepped into it. And then when my mother passed, that is when I, I, a long time believed that, um, for whatever reason was whatever I did was being punished because that's how I connected that, you know, to this process. And so I was mad at God for a very long time. And it took me into my spirituality to really regain a connection. Um, it isn't the same connection that I learned as a child. Um, and I had a very profound experience. Um, you know, in this process, in my awakening process with, with, you know, God or what, and God, I hate to use God all the time. Cause everybody has, you know, a version that immediately goes to their mind. Just, you know, your, your higher power, whatever that is to you. So you started out learning about, uh, in this religion, and then this happened to you and you were talking to God, I think is what you said. And you go to Course in Miracles and you go to hypnosis and you go to all this. How does that align for you to that faith that you cre- had created or um, to that God? Or is it changed it? Is it different?
3: So it's, it, it, it is very interesting. And I think that I could spend hours talking about all kinds of stuff with this. But I just want to say simply, I grew up in a very wealthy area. And uh, I grew up in Bedford, New York, and I went to St. Matthew's Episcopal Church. And St. Matthew's Episcopal Church was full of very wealthy people. And I was an acolyte, which is, you know, the guy that helps the reverend or the, uh, of, of the church light candles and do stuff. Okay. And so what I saw, they were all, to me, the sermons were mostly positive. There was no hellfire. There was no going to hell. And everybody was affluent, so everybody, nobody was stressed out in that church, you know, because they didn't have. You know, if you went to St. Matthew's, you had. You were, you know. And the thing that I did see, though, is that when I caddied at the country club, I was a caddy, you know, and I would see the reverend come and play golf with the rich guys I would see he treated me different you know I was like to help you know and I could see that it was there was ah. things there I also worked at the church I pulled weeds and cut grass and did stuff like that I had a job at the church and I saw hypocrisy and I saw stretching of truth so at 1415, I started to question, question, question.
2: Yeah.
3: Because I saw things that weren't in alignment. But here's here's a funny thing you'll appreciate. So I learned this in my training. We all have events that happen to us in our life. We're four, we're five, we're seven, we're ten, we're twelve. We have events that happen and we make declarations about the way the world is. And so I'm four years old, so I go through this training and they tell me that and I go, well, what happened to me? I don't believe that. I don't think, I don't believe that. So I ask myself, I set an intention, give me an answer, what happened to me? A memory pops into my head. I'm four years old. I'm in a Catholic nursery school. And I'm talking to a friend, and the teacher starts yelling at me that I'm acting like a baby. I'm talking when I'm not supposed to. I'm four, but she's yelling at me like it's bad to be a baby and talk when you're not supposed to, and she put a baby bonnet on my head and absolutely humiliated me in front of the class. Now, her name was uh, Miss Burns, and Miss Burns scared the hell out of me yeah i had loving parents you know they send you to school you don't go home and say hey miss burns i didn't go home and say mom miss burns put a baby bonnet on my head and told me i was a baby you know you don't you don't tell your parents that yeah so shortly after that i got um chicken pox my mother kept me out of school but when she was sending me back to school, she's dressing me and she's putting my shirt on and she says, Now, you still have chicken pox on your back, but you're fine now to go to school. My mom was a nurse. So she's putting this on and I walk into class. I walk into class and Miss Burns says, There's been an outbreak of chicken pox. We're all going to the nurse to be checked for. I lose it. I think if she put a baby bonnet on me for talking, what are they going to do when they find out I got chicken pox on my back? I'm a dead man. It's like I'm scared to death. So I start crying. She comes over to me, and the more she talks to me, the louder I cry. She scares (laughs) the hell out of me. So speed forward. I'm in a hypnosis session. And in the hypnosis session, we regress me back to an early memory that had me create something in my life. And I get to talk to Miss Burns in this session. And I say, tell Miss Burns what you think of her. Tell her how she hurt you. I start yelling with my adult voice, swearing and cursing at her. You know, she's an angry old bitch and that I'm yelling at her and what they do is they exhaust you emotionally until you can't say any more to Miss Burns you get it totally out then under hypnosis coming out of my mouth they ask okay Miss Burns what do you have to say to David about what he just said to you and I'm like, how do I know what she's gonna say? You know, I say this to the, the teacher in the, who's, I'm under hypnosis and I said, I don't know. Just go with your first thought. What happens is Miss Burns starts apologizing to me and telling me that she had a miserable life. She never married, never had children. She was just a nursery school teacher. She had not nothing and she saw this beautiful little boy with affluent parents that had everything and it made her angry, she's jealous. I start crying while Mrs. Burns is talking to me, forgiving her and realizing that I did have it good. And I didn't know. But what I had made up to myself was that teachers don't like me And I am not a good student. And school was always a scary place for me whenever Mm -hmm. I would go to school. And that was a Catholic nursery school. She was not a nun, but she might as well have been. Uh, You know, that was a Catholic uh, nursery school with that type of... um, You know, indoctrination, you know, indoctrination, whatever that is that they, that that they do. So I could tell you stories throughout my life, how I failed in school over and over again, because of what Miss Burns did to me when I was four and everybody, every person, every person that is experiencing the human experience has gone through something like My baby bonnet experience, they went through there, whether it was a bully, whether it was a relative, whatever it was. There's a villain in your past that had you declare the world is a certain way
2: Yeah.
3: that wasn't there serving you. So now that I have this realization, this Mrs. Burns, first I forgave her. Now I have an understanding of why she was the way she was. Is that really true? I don't know. It came out of my mouth, not hers.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: But it was something that had me forgive her and let go of that at a deep level. And all the time, too, what you're doing is they go, adult David, put your arms around baby David. Four year old David. Yes. Give him a hug. Tell him yep. you'll always be there for him and it wasn't his fault. There's this forgiveness work that goes on and in, in, in what we do in hypnotherapy, or, you know. And it's, it's just a beautiful thing. But there's a lot of us going around with stuff that we've made up about this world that isn't true. But yeah. we didn't know any better because we're four, we're six, we're seven. We don't know any better. And you think that that child within you doesn't exist anymore it does it's It's all in
2: the in in the subconscious there's so i mean that that chart behind you of just what is underneath the water is (laughs) such a accurate description how much runs unconsciously embedded subconsciously that is back to mrs burns you you know you're you're just running a process
3: yes So what I learned from this hypnosis is that our conscious mind can handle maybe 20 bits of information in a second, which to us seems really good. I'm pretty smart. Your subconscious mind can handle a million bits of information in a second. It's running your body. It knows all kinds of stuff beyond our understanding. It's subconscious, but they figure a million times stronger than than your conscious mind. Yeah. And what I work with, and you work with, is superconscious, was infinite in its understanding of why we're here and what we're supposed to do. And it only works for our greatest and and best outcome for what what is best for us. And what is best for us isn't always easy. We're here to grow and evolve. And that... um, that to to the situation in the world that we see today is is not easy but i keep telling myself this is what humanity looks like when it's waking up all that's going on in the world today that's the thing that i tell myself it's going to get bad it could get worse it could be terrible but it's what it looks like when we're waking up and now i have enough tools i have enough understanding that i create my reality yeah. And ultimately, I'm all right. Even if I pass on, I've learned a lot about what happens on the other side. Yeah. This is not our natural state. You know, we all know we're not going to be here forever. Right. Right.
2: Um, yeah. I can't. I can't believe that we've we've been talking now, and we're at the last uh, ten minutes of the show. So I don't. I don't want to go through this show without us talking about superconscious. You touched on it, and we both do a very similar process with with superconscious, but there is differences um, in that process. But superconscious, uh, if you, uh, you tell the audience what what superconscious is to you,
3: so I need a lot more than ten minutes, but I'm going to tell <laughs> you. <laughs> I am gonna tell you that, okay, we are all, it is an illusion that we're separate. We are all one and yeah. we are all connected to the super conscious. Our super conscious knows why we came here, why we incarnated, why we're going through this life. They know our life. It knows our life plan. It knows everything about us. We came here and we were, we, we were given a, um, you know, in the movies, they'll say a shot or a pill that makes us forget, you know, where we came from. The superconscious knows what's best for us. Sometimes we get off course from our life plan. Superconscious, I believe, can do anything to help us get back on our life plan. And it, as much as I loved manifesting and creating i know that ultimately what i want is for my soul to grow as much as it can and evolve yes, as much as it can yes. and super conscious knows exactly what that is and to put a label on super conscious and try to to put parameters on what super conscious is i can't yeah
2: it's- yeah no absolutely yeah
3: i agree and, and the thing is i think that superconscious has always existed, but now some of us are being taught that it exists. And yeah. just knowing that it exists is huge. So when I did the work with you, I experienced going into hypnosis. And I experienced, you know, the questions being asked a uh, superconscious is doing it all. I don't have yeah. to do a thing. Yeah. When yeah. I put people into hypnosis, I'm just a facilitator of connecting them with their own superconscious. I don't know, I don't know. It's not like they're telling me all their woes and issues and I'm trying to correct them. I have no idea yeah. what my my clients are going through. Superconscious does. And I've seen amazing things. I'm honored to be in the presence of superconscious. I'm just, like, honored. And I did a a session with somebody where I had superconscious bring in their deceased parent. And that person had a conversation with their deceased parent, which was healing for that individual. Probably healing for his deceased father. Right. You know, um, there is so much in potential possibilities with this knowing of superconscious. I, you know, I, I don't know. I know I am led to do this work. And I, I, I'm, I make my living paying my bills by selling fresh produce. You know, I sell to supermarkets and wholesalers. I have a job. I need that to live in this world. But ultimately my purpose now is to help awaken people to their life plan and to grow and evolve the best they can in this lifetime.
2: Yeah, Yeah, that, that, um, awareness that's within them, that they are more. And when we do this work, just to clarify is, you know, we're not connecting to our superconscious, and having our superconscious try and determine how to help this individual, we're connecting into the individual's superconscious, and that that superconscious knows what that individual needs. I the things that we both seen. I mean, we could do shows and shows of our stories. There is no way I could navigate someone else's life. There is just no way. I I can't even navigate my own life and you want me to try and navigate someone else's life. It's not going to happen.
3: The Course in Miracles teaches us we do not know what's in our own best interest. Yeah. We don't have enough information to judge. We don't have enough information to know what's best for us. And our ego identity is a bunch of conditioned memories that have been passed on to us, however it came, parents, friends, relatives, whatever we made up, Miss Burns, you know, these events all conditioned us. Superconscious, I think, is superconscious for everyone. It's not mine. It's everyone's. Where I do have my own subconscious. Yeah. I have my own subconscious, which is, but I I believe that we are all connected to superconscious, and it's just work for all of us, yeah, uh, to get on yeah. track.
2: Yep, absolutely. Okay, so we are we getting near the end, and I have one other question that I can't let you go without asking you're on this journey and it's a beautiful journey and you're awakening to this awareness and love and potential within you in this place that you are now how does david ignite his soul
3: i uh i think it's pretty ignited (laughs) <laughs> I I don't know how I do it. It kind of happened well, to what me. What
2: do you do to keep your soul ignited? Cuz I think you we get we I call it a standard. We learn to live by a different standard of expectation of what we want and how we want to live our lives. And so what is that for you? How do you oh, live okay. your life that just okay, brings you that? You. Yeah.
3: I understand better now. Okay. I believe I believe that meditation is huge. Uh, When I meditate, I set an intention to connect. This is one of the things that I do in my superconsciousness. I teach people how to meditate and they can go right into meditation. And meditation is connecting with um, source, superconscious. And there are things going on beyond our conscious mind's understanding. Yeah, and I, I think that I think that we should every child should be taught to meditate. The world would be, uh, you know, if that, they they don't have so
2: Incredible, yeah.
3: So, so to me, uh, meditation. Uh, I do ho'oponopono. I love you. Thank you. I love you. Thank you. Everywhere I go, um, I um, I see everybody. You know, in that movie Avatar, I see you. I walk by people, I walk by the trees, I walk by the squirrels, I walk by the porpoises where I live, you know, in in Tampa Bay. I see you. The gold is our attention. You know, we're giving each other attention. Our goal is attention. People want that attention. Even if it's subconscious and they don't realize it, when I walk by them, I'm saying, "I love you. Thank you for showing up." That to me is igniting my soul, and it's probably igniting somebody else's too.
2: Yeah, well, you're in that energy when you're when you're in that place. You're in a high energy, and we know we really communicate energetically before we even any type of communication. We just were just not used to thinking that way. But once I understood that as well, I had been energetically communicating. Uh, you know, you can see where you do that your whole life. And that's what you're doing. You're communicating energetically with yes. this good, beautiful, high intention.
3: When you walk into a room Are you sending loving thoughts or are you going to send fearful thoughts? Yes, Right. How are you infecting the room with the people who are in the room with you lovingly or fearfully? And that affects everybody, raises everybody's vibration. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah. All right. So we are at the end. David, you do a process with a uh, super conscious where you, um, you know, through hypnosis, take them in through commands and um, heal those subconscious parts of them, th- that resistance, those blocks. If people want to get in touch with you to learn more or just to get in touch with you, how would you prefer them to do that?
3: Well, thank you. You uh, inspired me. I fixed a website. It's called "I Love You, Thank You." Dot blog.
2: I love you, thank you. you, dot thank
3: blog. you dot blog, and you can contact me through that. Uh, there's a place where you can fill out information, and it'll send me an email. Um, and uh, all right, you know, this is my life's work, so
2: yeah, I look I'll put that. Uh, yeah. I will definitely put that into the show description, so people, if they come back and watch this, or if they need that, uh, we'll have that available. Well, thank you. That that conversation is uh, it's just like how we always do. It's been a pleasure <laughs> talking with you as always, and yes. hopefully, we got we got some neural connection sparks from people who are listening somewhere that something resonated.
3: Um, yes, I, I know it did for me. Thank you, Donna. It's always, yeah. you know, it was really wonderful to be able to express myself this way. Yeah, It's like a gift to remember and to be challenged with some of the questions that you gave me. It was great. Yeah.
2: Thank, you. Thank you for being open. I appreciate that. So we're going to go ahead and close the show. Thanks, everyone, for uh, watching uh, during this session and, and thank you, David, David. And today I, w- I want to challenge everybody to step into just their extraordinary power and experience, focus, create, and more importantly, settle only for that, which ignites your soul. That's what this life is about. It, you're you're you are worthy and meant to have a beautiful, loving, exceptional life. And so take that throughout your day and do whatever ignites your soul. Thanks, everyone. I'm Donna Kendall here coming to you from Bold Brave TV Network with Ignite Your Soul and David Ranch. Thanks, everyone. See you next week. Thank you.